0: Hello, welcome to the official SEC Smoke Smoke podcast. I'm your host Alex, and I think we might have our co-host Holt. Uh, I think you do too. Finally, so we're not <laughs> officially set up. We don't have quite the resources, uh, but we do have two phones and two apps downloaded, and it only took us ten minutes to figure out how to start this podcast. So, with further, I'm going to reach you to SEC Slow Smoke Podcast with our theme song. If you can't tell, that's our official theme song for this podcast, downloaded from YouTube.com. The official SEC on CVS Saturday. So
1: does that does that make you Vern, or how does that work?
0: <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. Um, I would rather be um, probably Gary more than Vern because just based off of looks. But really, you're not winning with either one.
1: Yeah, so. I hate Gary. I miss Vern though.
0: Yeah, Uncle Uncle Vern got a lot of uh, support on his last his last farewell tour. Every single um, SEC said he me visited gave him like standing on the last last day so um maybe maybe we can outdo them or i don't know we'll see yeah anyway. we'll get there one day <laughs> um want to thank we have we have, we did make some notes for this and we want to thank all of our listeners but i think right now it might just be uh, holding out listening and maybe um maybe a few of our best friends we'll see so uh, yeah my, my mom might
1: listen but i don't know <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm
0: going to make my girlfriend listen for sure because, um, I mean, she's just, she's just support me as part of the girlfriend agreement. Uh, <laughs> so um, thank you for all Holt, Alex, Alex's girlfriend, and Holt's mom for listening. Um, <laughs> a little bit of background here. Um, SEC Slow Smoke is officially, um, I think, a year old now. We started this um, one day um, hanging out at the pool, me and Holt, which we've been bros for, for life now. Uh, back in the home run derby days of uh, collaborative Cove, all the way in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, we uh, were just like, you know what? We like SEC football, and we like eating and grilling meat. So um, let's just start a, not a podcast, but a Twitter at the time, um, SEC Slow Smoke. So the Twitter's been live for a year, and we've gotten over 1,000 followers now, so we feel very happy, although we followed probably like 10,000 people to get to 1,500 followers. Um <laughs> But we're, we're there now We're we're thinking we're going to we're going to take on Clay Travis, uh, SEC country is down. So now it's now it's just us to uh, take over for SEC market here uh, for podcasts. So a little bit of background. It's me, Holt, and we have, a, we have another friend, JB. Um, if you've seen Project X, we'd like to call him JB. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> uh, and by the way, this is our podcast, so we can um, we can cuss a little bit. Holt definitely cusses more than I do. Um because I, I feel guilty because what? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Um I did just get back from church, so I feel kinda guilty for even saying that <laughs> right now already. So might have to um, go back to church to say less F bombs. So right now it'll just be JB WTF. But it's me, Holt, right now on the podcast, and maybe we'll get us guest appearance from JB WTF. Um a little bit of background, even more about Holt. Whole, um we were talking about this last week we're gonna describe him as the uh the frat star from Mississippi state which he actually did go and he wasn't a frat um <laughs> this the star part I'm not quite sure but um he could probably no him.
1: i'm 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 like super cool incredibly <laughs> cool just just so we're clear just so everybody knows that very very cool dude as I'm, and, as I'm sure you'll figure out over time
0: yeah maybe in like next 30 seconds you'll figure out that we are probably very much like um, Gary and vern or Bernie Gary. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, host frat Star um, at the State. I did not go to SEC school or Power 5 school. I went to a small D2 private school in Memphis, Christian Brothers University, shout out. Uh, probably the only shout out ever to Christian Brothers University, but that's uh, where I went and then I went to Grad school at Memphis, so I am a proud SEC su- SEC supporter who also does support Memphis Tigers basketball and football. So I'm probably the least biased out of um, everybody in this whole SEC slow smoke, which just three of us. So there's not that many, but I think Holt might be a little little biased towards um, Ole Miss. That's probably his favorite school. Um, and other than that, yeah, that's we'll yeah for sure. Yeah, we'll try to keep it the as neutral as possible. Um so we do like SSC football and uh barbecue slash food. So a little more warm up about me and Holt. Um Holt, who is or let's go back. Uh, what is your favorite food?
1: I mean honestly my favorite food like type would probably be steak. Um I just don't think you can beat like a good like bone and ribeye. Yeah cooked,
0: or do you have a special
1: place uh i mean i think it's better when i eat out and i don't have to worry about cooking i just eat it um there's a place uh i actually i live in jackson mississippi right now and there's a place there called uh walker's drive-in that has amazing steaks so i usually can't afford it only go like once or twice a year like maybe on my birthday and like you know maybe like one other time a year they got really good steaks. And then, you know, I mean, I like to grill at home too. But, uh, you know, I just don't think there's anything better than going out to like a nicer steakhouse and getting a nice bone-in ribeye cooked either like somewhere between medium rare and medium. I'm fine with. I'm not like super picky. As long as it's somewhere in that range, I'm I'm okay with.
0: Well, uh, and, hopefully, uh, hopefully the podcast revenue will kick off after this one. So we can maybe go twice a year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds good. If we can, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, we're we are we are free agents right now. So if ESPN uh, heard ESPN is um, in contract dispute with Paul Feinbaum, so maybe we can uh, take over that that role for the um, the worldwide leader in sports. Yeah, I'm uh,
1: anxiously awaiting their call.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, they might, they might one day. We'll see. Um, okay, so you like a steakhouse in Jackson, be I live in, we're both from Memphis, but I live in Atlanta now, and uh, surprisingly, Atlanta is kind of a melting pot of um, a bunch of different people moving, so it's a transplant city, so I don't really think there's as great food here as there is in Memphis, so uh, definitely bias here, and I'm going to have to say Central Barbecue is my favorite barbecue place and everything there, so most of the time I get their barbecue nachos, you can't go wrong with that, $10, a shit ton of food um excuse me a crap ton of food did, did just go to church so just a crap ton of food at central barbecue and then the ribs are good and memphis just has the best barbecue in the world so anywhere in memphis with a barbecue is pretty good except for Corky's. if you're from out of town you go to Corky's. but other than that uh, memphis has a good barbecue and that's probably central barbecue is probably my favorite uh barbecue ball are you
1: going are you going with the frauds instead of the chips or you just go regular chips
0: on the nachos I do regular chips. I try not to be too much of a fat ass. I'll do I'll do barbecue chips with barbecue nachos. I know that sounds kind of redundant, but it is still pretty solid. Um, but I can't I can't quite do the, the fries with nachos. That's that's a little too much for me. But it is good. I'll, I'll eat somebody else's for sure.
1: Yeah, um, and I definitely uh, agree with you on Central. there. That's definitely probably my favorite barbecue place. Um, but I, I do get the. Uh... Get the nachos with the fries. And then uh, I'm actually in Birmingham right now. I'm recording this from a hotel in downtown Birmingham. And I'm going to Dreamland, uh, actually, kind of on a whim uh, while I'm here. So we will be able to report back on the next episode about it's my first time. I've never had it before. So be able to uh, see if the hype is real or, or what's up.
0: I haven't heard uh, great things about Dreamland, but we'll we'll see. We'll have a uh, firsthand. Um, review of it next week. Um, I can't believe that yeah, the SEC called you to be there for the first podcast in the headquarters there.
1: Yeah, that's right. They called me in.
0: They really, really wanted us to do this to be legit with this. Okay. I'm on board now. I'm on, I'm on board. Uh, getting back to more football. And uh, what would be your favorite SEC moment in your young 25 years of life?
1: Um, well, I'm going to try to avoid uh, Mississippi State moments, if I can, just to try to be a little bit unbiased. Um, but the first thing that came to mind was, um, I guess I was about 14, 15 years old, and uh, uh, I've been following college football for a while. But I-, I would say, like, the game that really made me fall in love with college football would be the Arkansas-LSU game, 2007 yeah. Um, just, a like, a really fun game. Like, tr- I think they went to triple overtime, Houston Nutt, back when he was at Arkansas. And they had Madden and Felix Jones. And Peyton Hillis was, like, the nobody third-string running back. <laughs> <laughs> that and, was uh, Zon- Madden. <laughs> yeah, right. He was on the cover of Madden. And it was just, you know, just a loaded backfield. And uh, they rushed for about 1,000 yards. And they had uh, Casey Dick, at quarterback, who, you know,
0: they, that, <laughs> it was just like your
1: that
0: was Casey Dick. Was that Mitch Mustaine, too, there? Was he there? Uh, it was – I can't remember if it was that year. I feel like Mitch Mustang, but that That's like a whole side note that they had Mitch Mustaine, and he was supposed to be the, like the best quarterback of all time. Coming, I think it's from Arkansas, and he never really made it there. But um, that was – I remember that game. That was, was that Thanksgiving or the Friday after Thanksgiving?
1: I want to say – it was the next day after Thanksgiving, yeah. but I'm not hundred percent. But uh yeah, and then uh what's the um the guy Monk uh, that played at Kentucky the basketball player? Malik Monk. His, oh his brother. He's yeah. Dead. His I think it was his cousin. Uh, I don't know. They're related somehow, but his last name was Monk too, and he was our he was their big uh,
0: receiver. Yeah, I mean, he might have been a tight end actually, but yeah, I know exactly who you are talking about. He, was, he and that guy that played basketball too. His brother played, basketball, or cousin, whatever yeah. you say, Malik Monk's cousin/slash brother. We'll, um, we'll have, we'll, we'll ask ask our research department to get back to us if he was brother or cousin. But um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I remember. I don't remember him playing as much. I mean, because if you just think about that game, all you think about is just Darren McFadden taking over.
1: Yeah, Darren uh, McFadden had a huge game. He, you know, obviously finished second in the Heisman Trophy voting two different times. And uh, yep. it was just a great game. And LSU, that was actually their second loss of the year. They had lost to Kentucky earlier. But that was just like <laughs> probably the craziest season of college football because then, you know, there were so many upsets and that whole yeah. last weekend was just nuts. And LSU ends up making it
0: in with, you know, to national championship game with two losses. That was before the, the playoff too. So that was when you just had BCS and you only had two teams to pick from. No SEC bias. They were the best team. They won the national championship, but still. Um, yeah, they crushed Ohio State. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll we'll get into how much we hate other conferences later, and especially Ohio State. But um, yeah, uh, no surprise that they beat Ohio State there. What I um, <laughs> what I was gonna say though is I'm, I do remember how great Dermit Patton was from watching, but also personally, um, he was probably the best person or team to play with on and still play football back when they actually had a game and people didn't care if they weren't getting paid $0.25 cents to be on the cover or be in the game. Yeah, they need to bring that back. Yeah, maybe maybe one day. But, um, yeah, because you could just be wild hog with Darren McFadden. And, Tara, and you did. I mean, personally, you, you killed me with Darren McFadden all the yeah. time. Um,
1: yeah. I remember you putting Trenton Holiday at quarterback, and he somehow <laughs> could still throw the ball, even though he never played quarterback. But you would just scramble with him, and you could never catch him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would – I'm notorious for playing Madden or in Subway and having a good throwing quarterback, but really just using the fastest guy on the team, AKA turned holiday at a quarterback and just hopefully somebody would be caught off surprise or be surprised and not be able to make an adjustment quick enough. So I can just run 20 yards and then sub in my throwing quarterback at the time. But yeah, that was fun, but, but weird, but, um, (laughs) getting back to, so my favorite sec moment, um, I mean, this isn't this isn't unique, but it's probably the kick six game. Um, Auburn, Alabama, Auburn ends up winning the Iron Bowl and going to national championship, SEC championship, and then the national championship they end up losing. But um, I remember watching Auburn because that year they weren't. It was you know totally caught by surprise. Caught by surprise, they weren't supposed to do that. They they lost. I think Texas. No, they beat Texas A but they lost somebody earlier that year, and they weren't supposed to. They were just slowly totally getting better and. That's just how Auburn is in general. They, they, You never really think of them as being, like, the top five team going into the season. You think of them being as good, but you're just always kind of scared to play them because they always feel like they get kind of lucky when they win games and
1: just be good teams. Yeah. Do you have... remember uh, we were actually
0: watching that game together in, yeah, uh, we, in we were Nashville? In, we were in Nashville together with Dalton, um, another friend who only watches, um, <laughs> only watches some – Some inappropriate videos, we'll we'll put it at that, and plays Xbox is probably his best two (laughs) traits. Um, But he was watching football with us in Nashville, and I remember the entire bar was crazy. And it's Nashville, so it's a big SEC city. So obviously, we're the game was going to be there, or people were going to watch it there at the bar. But there wasn't. There was some. There were some Alabama fans, but it was not necessarily an Alabama fan base or Auburn fan base but everybody was just stunned that that happened including me I mean the guy ran for like 100 yards off of a kickoff or a field goal so it's just ridiculous but um typical Auburn but it was that's probably my favorite game and there's obviously a lot of other games but that was um probably my favorite that I can remember as as a recent I don't have any personal experiences because Memphis hasn't been the SEC um by the way if you want to kick out vanderbilt or um, maybe even kentucky and invite memphis to the sec so i don't have to keep claiming power six instead of power five for the aac for american (laughs) athletic conference Um, that'd be great but um right now we just have to settle settle on you know beating ole miss every once every decade or something like that and maybe beating tennessee once or twice in my lifetime yeah
1: the tennessee's not scared to play you guys (laughs) yeah
0: right well, I saw something um, actually the other day on Twitter that said – um either a Vanderbilt player or Vanderbilt saying that um, we got we, we got the state championship or something like that. And I was like, did y'all not know that Memphis was like a top 25 team the entire year? Like Vanderbilt won five games last year. And Tennessee <laughs> won like three or four games or something like that. I don't know. But it's, it's just weird um, that they're thinking that Memphis isn't the you know state champion. I mean, we will never win a national championship. But, God dang, if we, beat, if we win the state of Tennessee, that's something big. Oh, yeah,
1: De- big time Decker's.
0: getting into. So, we're not sure how this podcast can be laid out. We're thinking there's be two episodes a week, uh, during the season, you know, previewing the week and then recapping the week after that. Um, but getting in, since we're um new to this whole thing, we'll, we'll catch you up to the um SEC slow Smokes um storylines for the 2018 season. So, there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff that's happened from last year to this year, there's a lot of new coaching hires. Um you know, so obviously there's a couple few teams SEC in in contention for the C F P again. No surprise Alabama's in there. Um and then we have um in my notes I said will Tua actually win the Heisman, but um that's more of a joke because
1: um I'm gonna say no.
0: Tua played what, like two quarters of an extra, and I guess overtime too, and I guess now he's the next uh, Peyton Manning or Tim Tebow, however you want to, however you want to put that, but everybody just thinks he's gonna. And if you'll, if you'll listen to any preseason uh, podcasts or read Phil Steele or Athlon, people are just like hyping two up, like he's like the next coming of Johnny Manziel or something. And he just played two quarters. I mean, I think he's a good quarterback, but w- whether he'll even win SEC Player of the Year or Heisman, I think it's kind of funny at this point.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, just like we were talking about for the show, I mean, you know, you remember Cardell Jones and, like, Trevor Knight, guys who have, like, huge, like, bowl season. And, uh, you know, everybody just assumes that they're going to be, like, you know, they're going to play like that every game. Um, and it's just kind of really easy to get, like, you know, overwhelmed because you got, like, such a big break after uh, after these bowl games. And uh, that's the last thing everybody remembers, and everybody just thinks that, you know, they're just going to come back and just be awesome. And, you know, I think Jalen Hurts is a really reliable quarterback who got him really far. And I think uh, Tua had – actually had more interceptions uh, than Jalen Hurts did all season. So, I mean, if you think about that, like how much more Jalen Hurts played. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just feel like Jalen Hurts – like, I mean, Alabama is really going to have to uh, – you know, I mean, they, they just need a quarterback who's not going to mess up and they're going to win 90, 95% of their games. You know what obviously, I mean? Yeah. I mean, obviously they needed to uh, to win the National Championship game. Uh, but at the same time, you know, Georgia's, Georgia was a really good team and uh, they just needed that spark off the bench. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I still think that John Hurts is a chance to be the guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you think about just Nick Saban's teams in general um... – his besides maybe AJ McCarron, he's never really had a quarterback that's gonna win them games. AJ McCarron definitely won some games, I would think, I would say. But other than yeah. that, I mean their their formula has always been run the ball, play good defense, and I mean miss a few few field goals, like stupid field goals, and then play better defense and run the ball even more and win a game. Right. So no, I totally
1: agree. So, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Saban's going to go the conservative route like uh, he usually does or if he's willing to maybe take a little bit more of a risk to maybe get some, you know, more big plays out of their offense.
0: If you even go back to the National Championship game, I think people just remember that, like, that touchdown pass to win the game. But a couple things, like, I think before that he was sacked – and even with that pass, that pass was great. But I mean, man, he should have been sacked. And that was probably a bad throw if you really think about it. That, like, you shouldn't throw it after being sacked like that. I don't, I'm not the X and O expert, but just think logically, usually when you almost, you're almost sacking, you just throw up a hell Mary like that. It um, doesn't always come down great. But I mean, I guess they were in a tight spot being third down and long and going overtime. But it's just, and
1: I mean, the guy was wide open too. I mean, he looked the safety off, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like the dude was wide open. I yeah. Mean, you know, and then, yeah, I mean, just like I was saying, you know, he takes that sack to play before in a situation where you absolutely cannot take a sack. And then he had a, you know, another interception earlier in the game and took a couple other sacks. So, you know, I mean, it's just with him, I feel like you're going to have to take the good with the bad. You know what I mean? And I feel like mm-hmm. if you're Alabama, just like I'm saying, you don't really need to take those risks. The quarterback position will win, and they've proven that they can do that. So it'll be interesting to see what, uh, you know, I mean, I think is going to win the job just because there's too much hype. Yeah, I, I do think, think he'll be – I do think he'll be good. I'm not saying I think he's not a good quarterback. I'm just saying that it usually doesn't fit the saving formula like you were saying.
0: Yeah, it's also I – mean, I mean, I'm mean, i not saying, like, me or you could be a quarterback at Alabama, but I'm saying, like, I think, <laughs> I think my high school quarterback could be the quarterback at Alabama, and he didn't get any offers, and we ran the option offense. But I just – I think, like, if I was going to be a quarterback anywhere, I'd probably want to be a quarterback at Alabama. I mean, you have – Huge offensive linemen that are probably all SEC and all pro- and going to go to the NFL, and then you have one or two really good wide receivers like Calvin Ridley last year, and then you have a good defense. You don't really have to do too much. It's, it's actually awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the main thing is like manage the game. You know what I mean, and just don't, don't screw don't,
0: it up. Don't f up. How yeah. um, how how far do you think Saban is keeping Butch Jones away from Tua and Jalen Hurts?
1: I'm surprised he even brought him in the first place. I'm not really even sure what he's going to do. Is he just going to like get coffee or like,
0: I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what's funny is I remember, I don't know if you've seen it, but um, there was a tweet that uh, it was Butch recruiting for Alabama and he was in recruits home. And the recruit, the recruit, maybe the recruit was having fun with it, but he just took a video of Butch. And Butch is, I mean, he's awkward as usual, but he's, he looked in right into the, your, your soul, I feel like in the video in the camera lens and he said, was well, up. <laughs> and first of all, whenever I hear-
1: I have not seen that.
0: You, you should. You should watch. It. It's it's funny and awkward like you would expect. It's very, very awkward and just weird. If you if you think about just roll tide in general, whenever I hear roll tide, I think it's somebody from the deep south. Like you have to be from the South and say it. Even if you're not from the South, you have to say it like you're from the heart of Alabama and you live, no offense to our Alabama fans, the stereotypes living in a trailer and saying roll tide. Right. But Butch is from the north and he's awkward on top of that. So he just said Roll Tide and he was, I just don't know how he can even do that personally coming from Tennessee where you're you're trained to hate Alabama. and Even though you lose to him ever, you're trained to hate them and then you just, oh, I'm going to be off the analyst for Saban and say Roll Tide now and get him coffee and suck his dick. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> which, which Jones is a clown. Like, I can't even like, – I don't know. Just, and, I don't uh, know if I uh, ever remember a coach just being, like, more – like, number one, just, like, tone deaf. Like, just the things he would say are just yeah. so, like – Brick just, by brick. Like, Yeah, and, like, you know, the whole Champions of Life thing. It's just like, dude, just, just stop. Like, I mean, he was a good recruiter, obviously. Um, but it's just those players never developed, and they never really became the players that they were projected to be. And he – just couldn't win games, you know what I mean? And He's losing to Vanderbilt, and you know they—I mean—they didn't even win a conference game last year, right? They didn't—they didn't go eight the conference. I mean,
0: yeah, the first time they—they they, remember they—it was like I think it was after losing to Ford. I don't know. It was early in the season. They played UMass, and like they only won—I think it was like seventeen to thirteen—but they were down most of the game until like the fourth quarter. And UMass is—I yeah. mean, do. You, are they, are they independent? I guess maybe independent. I don't think they're FCS. They might no, be. they're not
1: in a conference now. They're probably gonna. I think uh, I was listening to a beat writer when State was playing them last year, um, who works up there, saying that they were like on the brink of having to drop down to FCS. But, yeah, be uh, proud of. Yeah, right. So I mean, uh, they they they've given some SEC teams some hard times. You know, I mean, they gave State a hard time last year. They gave. Uh, oh,
0: UMass. you know.
1: Yeah, and then they—I mean—they gave South Carolina a hard time. I want to say a couple years ago, Florida. Yeah. Uh, they actually missed a field goal to beat Vanderbilt like a few years ago. I don't know if you remember that. They yeah. like missed a chip shot field goal and then like the defensive end like hugged the kicker like right after. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of the worst things I've ever seen. But uh, yeah. So I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to say you is good or anything. I just thought of that when you said that. I mean, yeah. they definitely should have beat them about, like 15.
0: And let's let's keep the record straight. We're um, we're gonna talk about all all SEC teams at one point and be actually honest with you. But that doesn't change the fact that we hate. We both coincidentally hate Tennessee and Ole Miss. And I wouldn't say equally. I think you probably hate Ole Miss more than Tennessee. And I I don't know. I probably hate Tennessee more. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's tough. I probably have like three teams that I would say I hate. Um, just to be clear, um, yeah, definitely. I'm not a fan of Ole Miss. Um, I, you know, I grew up in Tennessee. We both did. And I feel like when you grow up in Tennessee, you either love Tennessee or hate them. And we definitely don't love them. you know, just not a fan of the Rocky Thought song. not a fan of the orange. um, just not, just, just not a fan of the, of the, really the coaches or the players or the fans. I mean, honestly, like I just pretty much everything I don't like. And then, uh, also, the third one would be probably be Auburn. Uh, yeah. I'm just a big, just Auburn hater, honestly. Um, my freshman year at State was the whole Cam Newton thing, so very early on in my in my Mississippi State fandom, uh, you know, learned very quickly to start hating Auburn. When, you know, Cam Newton and uh, Trooper Taylor and that whole thing they had going on over there was just, uh, you know. Very very upsetting as a Mississippi State fan. I know a lot of Mississippi State fans out there like me are still thinking that uh, if Cam Newton had signed with Mississippi State, they'd won the National Championship that year because they actually had a really good team. Well, yeah, I mean, and, uh, Auburn
0: won National Championship with Cam Newton with Gene Chizik coaching.
1: Yeah, and I mean, State's whole defense is – I mean, those guys are, like, still in the NFL. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, what that was, like, eight years ago. I mean, all those guys are still in the NFL. I mean – that, you know, that defense Co- was loaded. Yeah, Fletcher Cox, um, uh, KJ Wright, uh, Jonathan about, Banks, like yeah, loaded so, team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's not that's not to say like all of this. A um, couple of things that first of all, if you get any SEC fan base, I mean everybody's passionate in SEC SEC. So every fan base, you can you can find somebody you'll hate and not like. So from every fan base, but um yeah. just, we just wanna be honest.
1: Like yeah. we're never gonna to try to like hide our, our feelings. Like, I mean, I, when we talk about Auburn and Tennessee, I mean we'll you know, I mean we're still gonna like break it down and like be fair, but we may make fun of them just a little bit more than we make fun of some other teams.
0: Nothing's worse than what I don't even know if Lou Holtz is on ESP anymore, but watching Lou Holtz talk about Notre Dame and saying, Yep, they're gonna they're in the they're they're contender this year, they're gonna be a top five team. And like they fire their coach or something like that. It's just, it's annoying when you have to hide behind something like that. They're like, it's like, we're we not supposed to understand that Luke holds what coach of Notre Dame likes Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of annoying. But we at the same time can tell you Tennessee will um, will suck this year, but they'll, they'll be better than they were last year because they have a better coach. Yeah. So, um, other headlines going into this year, um, first of all, we'll have to have like a five-second moment of silence for um, the following commissioner of Mike Slive, was a good commissioner from what I've heard. I don't know them personally, obviously, because he didn't reached out to me, but he was a good commissioner. He set up the SEC for success, um, adding a and Missouri and just taking the conference to the next level. So we'll take a five-minute – or five-second, not 5 minutes, moment of silence for Slive. Uh, Okay, that's my slide, RIP. Um, I saw on Twitter, RIPIP. I think that was a barstool thing, but I think that I had to look it up. But I feel so dumb and old when I have to Google Urban dictionaries things, but that's best in peace. You didn't um, know that? No, I didn't know that. I guess I some days like, I feel yeah. older. That's
1: older. I, th- I think that's been a thing for like, a couple of years now.
0: Yeah, I feel older and older like every <laughs> every day, but like, there's things that happen. Like today, I got my hair cut, and the lady was like, well, it looks like some gray hair. I was like, no, that's blonde. That's blonde. And then I was like, you should be just happy you're. You still have. And I'm like, okay, fine. There goes two dollars for your tip. I was only gonna give you three anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, that, I mean, you're that gonna mean, end up
1: like your dad, where you're coloring like he's only got like <laughs> three or four hairs left, but he still gets them colored anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but I mean, like, like probably likes that. We'll we'll see. I, I can always. I can always wear a hat. I just don't want to scare my hair away. So we're good. We're good right now. But um, if not, I will, we'll see. We'll see what I have to do. But um, so new coaching hires. I said that earlier. So there's a lot, which I feel like in every every year, there's a lot of coaching turnover, especially for Power 5, but especially for SEC, which is just a general, you know, like, kind of state of the SEC. It's like you, every fan base is so passionate and every fan base wants to win the SEC. So, like, obviously there's going to be coaches that don't meet that um, expectation every year. So there's going to be coaches on the hot seat and coaches fired every year. Um, and it's like you, you're you expected, especially in the West, to beat Nick Saban every year. It's, it's not impossible, but it's it's very hard. Um, it's been done before, like, by Ole Miss, but you um, you can't do it without having strippers, like prostitutes with you on the way. <laughs> so it doesn't... It's not easy to do alone. You can do definitely do it with hookers, prostitutes, um, everything else. But
1: well, I mean, it, to be fair, it's not actually you're not actually playing with them. You're just okay. using them to get. You're just using them to get to get players. We, but we might I, to, I agree with what you're saying. I just think life. we should be clear on that. You're not actually out there playing <laughs> with strippers and other
0: You're just you know. <laughs> okay, let's set this straight, set that straight. Let's. Uh, we should we should do a RIP IP for um, our boy Hugh Freeze. I mean, he just he's just a man that likes likes some titties. I mean, which we can all relate to here at SEC Slow Smokes. Um,
1: but- Absolutely, it's just like you you know you can't come out and act like you know you're like some big Bible thumping you know.
0: Yeah, it's just a little, little like thing.
1: straight straight laced humble man when your actions say completely otherwise. So it's just like I feel like. It's just kind of like, dude, like just turn off the act, you know, like if Brett Bielema got caught doing something like that, like I feel like everybody would just laugh about it.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? mean? Because he just like
1: doesn't take him. He just he's just some guy who like doesn't take himself seriously. But like when you try to put on this, you know, mask like, you know, oh, I'm this very humble Southern man and never do anything wrong. And I love my family and all this stuff and recruit the right way and all that stuff. It's just kind of like, man, like, dude, just stop.
0: By the way, um, <laughs> I mean this. This will be a little, little mean and harsh, but I mean, if um, if I had a wife that looked like Hugh Freeze's wife, then I probably would want some strippers and hookers too, because she they had that, Dang. that they had that thing, man. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She's a, she's probably a great woman, but like, there's a reason why he got hookers and strippers and whatever you want to call them, prostitutes. Um, and Brett Bielema didn't, because if you've seen Brett Bielema's wife, she is she's out there, she's smoking now.
1: If we ever get Brett Beam on the show, we definitely gotta ask him
0: like what's the like, secret. How
1: he hooked that up. Like, dude, how'd you do that? <laughs>
0: yeah, like Dude, well, h- help us out, man. <laughs> were you were you skinnier back in the day? Like were you jacked? Maybe I don't know, but um I mean, hey, there's, there's hope, for, hope up for everybody, I guess. So maybe we'll just be an SEC coach, and like, we'll I guess. But he also had her before SEC, before Arkansas.
1: Yeah, I was about to say. I think he was the coach of Wisconsin when he met her. I'm pretty sure I heard that, but I don't know. Anyway, back to uh, the new SEC coaches instead of the old ones <laughs> that left in disgrace.
0: Yeah. Well, what I will say though, if um, if you're out there listening, Hugh Freeze, uh, one thing I would like to apologize about your your ugly wife. I didn't mean that personally. Or <laughs> But um, <laughs> she is what she is. But at the same time, uh, I'm pretty sure Memphis uh, – Coach Norbella is about to leave Memphis next year or the year, next year after that for Power 5 school. So if you're still around and you don't want to be an offensive, offensive analyst with uh, old Bush Jones at Alabama, please, please come run your high-power offense at the University of Memphis. Okay, that's all I got to say. Coaching <laughs> So we have a lot. We have – and it seems like they're on the West, but there are some of these too. We have Jimbo Fisher at A&M. We have Dan Mullen, sorry, leaving Mississippi State for Florida. And we have uh, Joe Moorhead coming to Mississippi State. And then we have uh, Matt Luke at Ole Miss. I don't know if you want to count that as a new coach, but I guess he is. uh, Interim slash new coach. Uh, Chad Morris, Arkansas. Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee – at the University of Tennessee. We'll take these one by one real quick. Let's – Let's start with our uh, old Jimbo Fisher. A um, I love the hire. Um, he, <laughs> what I like probably best about Jimbo, well, <laughs> besides his his interviews with reporters defending his dumb quarterback Jameis Winston,
1: is he he will go
0: to the grave with his quarterback, which is actually a good trade. I mean, Nick Saban probably won't put up with that shit. He'll just he'll just be like, yeah, we did some dumb stuff, and we're gonna have to trust the process, which we'll we'll have a um, SEC media days. Um, drinking drinking special, or dr- whatever you call it, drinking game, but it is definitely going to include the word process with Nick Saban, because he says that like every other sentence, but um, Jimbo, what I like probably best about him is how he develops quarterbacks, which um, A&M has a lot of talent, and they have Kellen Mond now, who was, I think he was a freshman last year, now a sophomore, and he was like a five-star quarterback, top top 20 player overall last year or whatever. it's the 16 class, 2017 the 17 class, wherever he was, he's a good player. And I think he can develop And then they're recruiting really well for, um, already class 2019. Um, what says you, what say you about old Jimbo Fisher at a What do you like about him? What do you not like about it? Well, what
1: I like about it, I mean, obviously he's won a national championship. Um, so that's always good. And, uh, you know, Texas A&M is one of those programs that, uh, they have all the resources. They have everything you need. They're, you know, good location, proximity to a lot of talent in the state of Texas. Um, and he's an elite recruiter. So I think they're really, you know, just like you're saying, that he's really going to clean up on the recruiting trail. Um, you know, I think he's going to get into New Orleans a little bit. He's going to, you know, obviously dominate the state of Texas with, you know, uh, with that brand and uh, being able to offer kids a chance to play in the SEC and stay in state. Yeah, Um, I think it's a huge pitch for them. Uh, Huge fan base, a lot of support, a lot of money, brand new stadium. You know, I mean, literally everything except for the winning. You know what I mean? So, I think uh, I think it's a it's a really good hire. Uh, I'm not as sold as a lot of people are as I think you are Um, because he kind of underachieved a little bit when he was at Florida State. Um, I know he won a national championship
0: last year or in general? No, I'm
1: talking about, like, over the course of his career. I mean, he, he had a few really good teams, um, but it's just when you're in the ACC, um, you know, I mean, I, I like the ACC. I'm not trying to, like, bash on them or anything, but it really was just Florida State and Clemson. I mean, Clemson was, like, the only game he really had to get up for every year. I mean, Miami was down. You know, I mean, you know, Georgia Tech is still running the trip last for some reason. Um, and, then like, you know, what. I mean, whoever else is over there, like, it's just – it's not like a – as far as talent goes, they were so much better than everyone else, and they still weren't, like, quite the dominant team. I think they should have been. Um, And, you know, I mean, yeah, last year obviously went, like, really bad because their quarterback got hurt. But at the same time, like, their talent profile, like, is just two or three steps ahead of everyone else that they play except for Clemson. You know what I mean? So, it's like they should be going – like 10 and 2, 11 and 1 every year. And instead, it seemed like they were struggling, even when they had Jameis Winston. I mean, they were just struggling to win games against bad teams and yeah. like even losing a few games uh, that they shouldn't have lost. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, maybe in the SEC, it's just a little bit different because you know, you got that grind every week and it's easier to stay focused. Because you know you got a tough opponent coming up every week. Yeah. Um, maybe he they'll be a little bit more consistent. And just like you're saying, develop you know develops quarterbacks and then elite recruiter, obviously.
0: Yeah. Did you know that the SEC is the best football conference in America?
1: Uh, I think I did know that.
0: So he can't he can't get away with playing. Um, let's who who should we pick on the ACC? Um, Wake Forest. He can't play. He can't get away with playing Wake yeah. Forest in the SEC, especially in the West. Um, <laughs> Couple of things I'd like to add to what you just said. So you said resources. Uh definitely, definitely had the resources. They paid I am doing some great research, my research department, which is uh by the way, me Googling everything about Jimbo Fisher, Texas AM right now, getting paid he had he's getting a seventy five million dollar guaranteed contract. Seventy five million dollars guaranteed contract. Um with like I don't know the buyout simulation, but he's making like seven and a half or eight million a year, which is like the second highest paid coach, and they um, also had to pay a shit ton to buy out Kevin Sumlin after after they fired him. So it's just right. it's ridiculous. The um, and I'm a, by the way, I'm a finance nerd, so I, I definitely get into this more than the average person. But it's just ridiculous the the rate at which these schools, alumni, big donors will buy out these large contracts to bring in their top-rated coach, whoever that may be, for that year. But, um, you know, the problem with Kevin Sumlin was he – and everybody knows that he started the season great, beating great teams, and then just not finished strong. Um, I don't think Jimbo has as much a reputation as that. But um, I think he's – I think it's definitely – if you want to just think of it in general terms year over year, I think it's definitely an upgrade from Kevin Sumlin.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, But at the same time, I wouldn't be – Incredibly surprised if they had similar results just because you know Kevin Sumlin was also a really good recruiter, yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, I don't know, we'll see. I, I actually think AM has a chance to be pretty good this year. I think uh, a lot of people are looking over him, mm-hmm. uh, just because it's Jimbo's first year, but I think they have a pretty good team. Their defense actually looks like it could be really good. They hired uh, uh yeah. Yeah, I I can't remember his name, but the defense coordinator from...
0: Don't worry, Wikipedia does not lie to me. It's um, Mike Elko from Notre Dame. Okay,
1: yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that was his name, but I wasn't 100%. But, yeah, I mean, he's considered, like, a really good defensive coordinator, one of the top ones in the country last year. Um, Was definitely a part of Notre Dame's big turnaround last year. We are. We, I think that'll be a really good hire as well.
0: We need to have an RIP IP for uh, John Chavis. He used to be like the, the best defensive coordinator in the SEC, and everybody used to love him. Now he's, I don't really like him as much. Nobody, I mean, he never. Yeah, really he's crazy. like he's like
1: the butt of like every joke. Like,
0: because just he, he I, I feel bad for him. He was he was at was he at anywhere in the SEC before Tennessee? I think I think he went from Tennessee to LSU A and M, right?
1: Right, and he you know, he's at Arkansas now.
0: Yeah, he's at Arkansas now, but man, he. I'm trying to think where he got the most notoriety, probably when he was at LSU. But also, if you think about LSU, they, they also recruit really well with the state of Louisiana. So, they just had so much talent. But A&M had probably good talent. They definitely had talent on offense. I, I mean, I think they had some players on defense, obviously, Miles Garrett. But they. Uh...
1: I feel like the up-tempo offenses have, like, really hurt, like, some old-school defensive coordinators. Because that's why, like, his defense was so good at LSU is because they weren't on the field as much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because LSU, uh, you know, Les Miles is the whole three yards and a cloud of dust thing he's got going on. Uh, So the offense would have the ball for a lot longer and trying to wear down the defense. And uh, LSU's defense could kind of, you know, stay off the field and stay rested. Versus when he was at A and M and they're running up tempo and all that stuff, and they're having to get right back there on the field and defend a lot more plays, obviously. Um, you know, he wasn't able to to kind of adapt to that kind of an, to being on a team with that sort of offense.
0: I think like I what I would want a defensive coordinator now. I mean, some some defensive coordinators are different. Like obviously Georgia and Alabama play a certain style. They will just shut down everything defensively. You can't run on them. Um, it's hard passing as well. But especially with the up tempo offenses you're mentioning, I like defenses that just will. Um, there's I forgot there's such a special word for it or t- term for it, but you just uh, Try to force turnovers, kind of like what Miami did last year. You like let them get first downs, but you just try to get interceptions and fumble the ball, or just, I guess make the other. Yeah,
1: just be ball. like super aggressive.
0: Was, I think maybe you have to do that, but we're also not in the defensive coordinator business. So, um, it usually, And you know, we're, I would say I have a pretty good defense on uh, Madden slash NCAA, but, um, actually calling it, I don't know. May we have your attention, please? Uh-oh. May we have your attention, please? Trained hotel personnel are responding to the cause of the alarm. Please remain calm. That doesn't sound good. No. Here at the um, Slow Smokes headquarters in Birmingham, we are having some uh, technical difficulties with the alarm, I guess, at the the great hotel. The
1: Sheridan Hotel in, in downtown Birmingham. Yeah. We just had a little uh, intercom message. I didn't know there was an intercom in my room. Apparently there is. So <laughs> Yeah hopefully uh everything's okay hopefully uh it's it's
0: not about to you know come to an end here on on this podcast (laughs) we'll have to um i'll have to email email them or call them after this to ask for reimbursement for our our time because we're we're not cheap hourly rate no we have to um
1: and if i if i can vent for like two seconds they don't even have wi-fi here you have to be like a rewards member or whatever just to use
0: the wi-fi i'm about to move our headquarters to atlanta We'll have to move it. We'll, we'll figure it out, man. We'll, um, we'll get together. Uh, another thing about Texas A&M in general, if you just think about it, we're, we're probably – we might be at a point now, if you just think of football in Texas, you, normally what comes to your mind is University of Texas because it's the, the biggest university. But A&M, we might be at a point now where A&M has overtaken Texas, and people probably would disagree with that in general. But Texas A&M, at the very least, is very, very competitive with – university of Texas in terms of their football and just resources and how much money they have. No, I definitely agree. And just
1: the commitment they've made, uh, you know, I mean, they, they want to win, you know what yeah. I mean? And they're willing to spend money to win and they have a lot of it. And I uh, just one one more thing talking about Texas, you know, we could do a whole show about this, but Texas yeah. and Texas NM, like, like, dude, get it together and play. Like, I, I'm not a fan of this, like not playing your rival every year thing. Like, I'm just very much against it, and I mean, obviously, to a much lesser extent. But Missouri and Kansas not playing anymore really bothers me as well. Um, it's just like those big rivalries in uh like Pitt, West Virginia, and like all these big rivalries that don't play anymore. I just, I know it's tough with your conference schedules and all that, but I mean, come on, man! Like, you gotta play those
0: games. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I saw somebody tweet that uh, this past week, and I was like, man, that's kind of exciting. It's, it's like, um, yeah, I just. I don't, I'm not a big fan of some of the, the robbers that go away with it. I mean, obviously, you want to do a conference tree alignment um, and have
1: – be in the best
0: conference possible, which Texas actually – I think they legitimately own the Big 12 at this point right now. They have the whole Longhorn network. Everybody else is losing money. Or everybody else is making like one-tenth of the money Texas is because of the Longhorn network. So I don't think anybody else wants to stay in the Big 12. But um, – that's what kind of sucks with conference realignment. You lose some of the big rivalries that um, were so great because of the conference they were in. Uh, and we we don't want to keep this show too long, so we'll probably keep it under an hour if possible. So this week we might just go with the um, SEC West head coaching changes. since That's where the majority of them ha- happens. and then we'll talk about um, Jeremy Pruitt in the East. And I think that was in the East. Yeah, I think that's it. So we'll um, and Mullen, and Mullen oh, also. Yeah. Right, Mullen, Mullen. Um, so we'll, um, we'll pick on Matt Luke, not too much, but just a little bit. And not just because we don't like Ole Miss both, but, um, just because if, if I think about this, um, (laughs) Ole Miss wants to take football seriously. Um, I just think that they're just covering up a patch is what they're doing. They're, they're in trouble with, um, they're in trouble with the NCAA. I don't know. have, they, have they got the official ruling on the outcome yet?
1: Yeah, uh, I think the only thing that they're appealing right now is the bowl ban for the season. Um, I don't know when they're supposed to hear back. I think it's supposed to be in, the, like, the next month or so. But, yeah, I mean, they they kind of, you know, the NCAA brought down the, you know, like, the ruling or whatever. And, you know, it's not – I'm sure it's a lot worse than Ole Miss fans thought it was going to be. Um, it's not as bad as I socially wanted it to be and thought it should have been. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Apparently.
0: Apparently, the somebody doesn't like when the top draft pick from your school smokes weed on national TV, or excuse me, at one point smoked weed in a video on national TV on draft night. Right. That was. Or
1: fun. when he, they asked him if he ever took money from all Miss, and he said, "Yeah."
0: <laughs> I mean, I, it was definitely funny being a spectator the whole night. That was probably the most exciting draft or entertaining draft I've ever watched. But it, yeah. it I mean. It, it was definitely entertaining, but you almost feel sorry for Lamarr like, because he just—he was just caught in the middle of it. He didn't know what to do. They didn't. Yeah, uh, right. Hang but, I mean, for that. Yeah,
1: I—I I wasn't happy that like any of that stuff happened to him. I was just happy that about Ole Miss, you know, looking bad <laughs> in front of everybody. Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they could. I definitely. I'm not trying to hate on Larry Tunsil. I'm sure he's a cool dude, but I just, it, you know,
0: he also definitely probably beat both of us with one hand.
1: Yeah. Well, I would not try to fight him. Yeah. So, but yeah.
0: And, and um, man, you have to forgive me. Who's the who's the receiver from Chicago? That they Yeah, that's in the NFL now. That was really good. Tread, uh, Treadwell, Lequon Treadwell, Treadwell. Yeah. yeah and, then, <laughs> uh, Ole Miss. I mean, historically they haven't recruited at the level they did with Hugh Freeze. So you, you kind of have think some was especially with like Tunsil. I mean, you can kind of make sense out of it a little bit because it's in the same area. But t- uh, Treadwell. I mean, he was from Chicago, I think, and it just didn't make sense for him to come to Ole Miss from Chicago and be a top wide receiver. But I mean, it happens. And Ole Miss, i mean, believe it or not—Ole is actually recruiting pretty well this year. Um, this, I guess, this year hasn't been being class of 2019 with Matt Luke now taking over. They're recruiting pretty well, which is probably a general, you know, state of Mississippi fo- high school football right now is pretty pretty great. But um, yeah. well. I mean, just
1: this this year, this graduate class is is a pretty. Stat class, I've been keeping up with it a lot. There's just a lot of really high-end players in the state this year, more than usual. You know, usually there's, like, maybe five or six, you know, four or five-star level players, and this year there's, like, you know, 12. So, it's just, like, a big year in state. So, there's a lot of uh, a lot of talent to go around.
0: Are there any of them, do you go players, come from East Mississippi State Community College?
1: Uh, I'm not sure if they have any guys this year or not. Um, honestly, I haven't even, I haven't heard of anyone, but I may be totally missing someone. Did you,
0: did you watch the entire show? Oh yeah. What's it? What was it called
1: again? 100%. Uh,
0: it's not too, the name
1: of the last chance you,
0: yeah. Last chance you. And that'll just be a little friendly reminder. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Um, but if you have seen it, you'll understand. And it sounds kind of, kind of bad, but you just, you think, man, like these football players, if they weren't playing football, where would they be? Because it certainly wouldn't be anywhere like winning Nobel Peace Prizes or Nobel, Nobel Prizes for their academics. They are—they're uh, not quite there yet. they are developing their skill and academic minds. I would say that. They're—they're um, yeah. they're just working on it. It's just—it's not looking good. But Matt Luke, I mean, at, at Ole Miss and Mississippi State too. They obviously want to win in football big, but I mean, you're really judged on if you can. And not to hurt your feelings, whole as a Mississippi State fan, I think you're judged more on can you get to a bowl game consistently every year, and can you beat Ole Miss or Mississippi State, and maybe win one other big game in the West, uh, whether it be Alabama yeah. or Auburn, because uh, they don't. I mean, everybody wants to win the, the SEC, but they don't. They don't have quite the same expectations of Alabama, that's one national that championship year after year, which I feel really bad for whoever follows Saban, but um, at right. State Ole Miss, like they just they just need to beat Mississippi State every year, or and then compete, compete in the West, and not be out of games, and just win all non-conference games, go to a good bowl game every. Kind of what the expectation is, which I think, I think he can he win six games. Yeah, I think he can definitely do that. That's possible. Yeah,
1: well, they won six games last year, and uh, they won a couple of big games, a couple of big road games late in the season. Obviously, they had a last-second win against Kentucky on the road, and then they obviously beat Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl on the road. Um, yeah. So that that was, uh, you know, they finished the season pretty strong. They've got. Like, you know, he's got two of the best receivers in the country. JJ um, Brown probably is the best receiver in the country. And then DK Metcalf and uh, – uh, what's the first – the guy's name is Lodge. Uh, DeMarcus maybe mm-hmm. um, is, a, is a really, really good – you know, be one of the best receivers on a lot of other SEC teams, and he's like their third best receiver. And they got a pretty good tight end, uh, Knox as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, it'll be – I mean, I don't know, uh, you know, if you want to talk more about, like, Ole Miss this season or Matt Luke in general, but – Yeah, if if you think
0: about Matt Luke, um, I mean, he was offensive coordinator, I think, so, I mean, I think the continuity and the up-tempo offense will still be there. I think he's still going to run that, and they don't have – they didn't lose Jay Patterson, so they'll have uh, the backup quarterback. A lot of people – I forgot his name, but the backup quarterback. Jordan Tomu. Yeah, people think, like, some people said that he's better than – Shea Patterson, which I would disagree with, yeah, but, but he, he was,
1: played. I a mean, quarterback. Yeah, he played really well. Um, he's not maybe as hyped as Shea Patterson was, obviously. I think he only had, like, two offers coming out of JUCO. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he played really well. He's got a really strong arm. Uh, seems, like, really poised. Like, that was, like, the main thing that impressed me about him. He's just a, he's just a really poised quarterback. And, uh, you know, obviously, Matt Luke didn't really have a choice but to play him. But, you know, I don't know how much of it. Was developed, or how much of it he's is just his personality. But I think that they definitely did a good job with him and keeping the team focused. You know what I mean? Was really impressive last year because I think it would have been really easy for them to just quit after the whole NCAA thing, and they knew they weren't going to be able to play in a bowl game and all that stuff. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I definitely think he did a good job last year. Long term, I don't really think he's the answer. He just doesn't. I mean maybe, like, I'm just being mean, but he just doesn't come across as, like, the sharpest, like, tool in the shed, you know? He's kind of got, like, a little bit of, like, I don't want to say, like, Ed Orgeron, but he's just got, like, a little bit of, like, that kind of, like, big, like, dumb jock, like, kind of vibe to him. Good old boy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. And, like,
1: when he's looking at you, you're not really sure if he's I don't really know how to describe it, but he's just kind of got this look on his face, like he has no clue what's going on.
0: <laughs> well, um, it'll definitely be interesting to see how he handles himself at SEC Media Days and what his uh, coach speak is going to be. Um, he uh, he's been at old Miss his entire life, so he definitely fits the Oxford Mississippi lifestyle. He knows how to um, be around. He knows the culture of Ole Miss. Um, <laughs> if, if you ask me, the culture of Ole Miss would be just like partying and having a good time, not necessarily playing football and, and hot girls. Let's not forget the, those hot girls yeah. in the Grove. Um, well, but,
1: you can always use that to your advantage in recruiting. I mean, you got to know you got to know what to sell, right?
0: But but you also – remember, you can't use strippers and hookers now.
1: Gotta, well, yeah, but, I mean, you can still point out that there's a lot of hot girls who go to school there.
0: I'm sure he does. But, um, yeah, so – and the good thing for Ole Miss, I mean, if this doesn't work out, like I don't think it's going to be too costly to – release yourself yeah. from Matt Luke and find the coach that you actually want to hire. I think most Ole Miss fans are probably happy for Matt Luke, but probably would rather have, I don't think they want Jeremy Pruitt. But they, they definitely wouldn't want Greg but they would want somebody <laughs> with a little more uh, pedigree coming into it. Like maybe an offensive coordinator from a big big school. Like like they could probably, they probably enjoy or really like Lane Kiffin or something like that.
1: Yeah. I think that would be like almost, I mean, I don't want to say perfect because I feel like, Lane Kiffin and Oxford could really cause a lot of problems.
0: Yeah, it's uh, already, the it's already uh, pretty exciting or what you could imagine with him and uh, Florida Atlantic, which is – it's in Miami, right? Or pretty close to Miami, Fort Lauderdale area. It's
1: Bo- Boca Raton. I'm not – I know it's on – I think it's on the Atlantic side, but I'm not exactly sure on my Florida geography, honestly. But uh, going back to to Matt Luke, I mean, I, I, I sort of just like they – they, they wanted to hire him to kind of like bridge the gap and get them through yeah. like these like tough years where they're going, uh, where they're going through, um, you know, the NCAA stuff and kind of the repercussions of that. And yeah. then I think once they feel like they're kind of out of it or almost out of it, um, then they may try to go out and hire like a big time coach, you know, like it's. I mean, because I think they're willing to pay if they can find someone who with a good resume, I think they'd be willing to pay upwards of $4 million a year. That's what they were paying free. So, yeah, you know, they definitely, you know, I, every SEC team can can spend money if, if there's a good coach out there to be had. So, I think maybe they they might be doing a little bit of, like, behind-the-scenes work, like, uh, you know, and I mean, maybe, maybe they do have confidence in Matt Luke, and maybe he will work out there, but it's just from an outsider's perspective, I, I, I saw it as a situation where they were trying to just hire someone to bridge the gap and get them through these next couple of years who they knew wasn't going to bail on them because, you know, they know they can rely on him because he's an Ole Miss yeah. guy and, and all that yeah. stuff. So, Which
0: I don't know the, the next guy they hire. If, I mean, if Matt Luke doesn't work out, which I mean, hopefully it will. I mean, hopefully, quotation, I'm not an Ole Miss fan, so not necessarily hopefully, but hopefully for Ole Miss, it'll work out for them. But, um, I mean, if it doesn't, they have to hire a new guy. I don't know if their AD – Ross Bjork—that's how I pronounce his name. I don't know if that's the right way to pronounce it, but Ross. I don't know if he'll—I think uh, it—I think it makes
1: like a Y sound. I think it's like Bjork. <laughs> it's French. It's—it's a soft—it's a, it's a, a soft J. <laughs>
0: it's a French-ass name. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm not sure if he'll be there, hiring the next coach because he's already—I don't even know how he's still here, honestly, because yeah,
1: mean i was through. surprised that he made it through all that too, because yeah, he—they all knew that that free stuff was going on because there were rumors about that, like for like. A while beforehand, and I find it very hard to believe that he didn't know that stuff was going on. It, yeah. It's just as soon as they got caught, they immediately just threw he freeze under the bus, which I mean okay. deservedly so. But uh, I just feel like I, I was surprised that he made it through also because it wasn't just football that they were in trouble for. It was like no, a few track, other sports too. Track guys, well, I
0: think. I, don't I know feel if like basketball
1: women's basketball like is in trouble.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: but yeah, I mean. Obviously not like big sports, but I mean, still just the fact that it was over like multiple sports, uh, you know, would I, I think be a bad reflection on him. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know any of the like full details. I'm just guessing from, you know, just like I said, an outsider's perspective.
0: Yeah. And we'll, we'll get more into Ole Miss football on each team's specific season this year. Just see like what we think their win loss record and previewing the offense defense, all the great stuff that you want to hear. Um, later but um, Matt Luke's the answer right now we'll see We'll see how it'll work um, and we don't know why Ross is still there but they do have hot girls all this let's not forget about that at the Grove <laughs> um, what was I going to say about Matt Luke um, yeah I think that's it I think that's all I'm going to say about Matt Luke I mean we'll, we'll see how he, how he works out um, we're, we're kind of at a cut off time I, I don't want to make this too long for the first episode because we have plenty of episodes. So I think we might just cut it there and leave um, the other coaches for next week's episode. So next week we'll be discussing the new coaches hires um, whole update us on Dreamland barbecue to see if it was actually as bad as I think it is in my mind or if it's worth having. There's also another <laughs> good barbecue place um, in, Birmingham that you should try while you're there. I think it's I think it's called Saul's Barbecue. Um, it has that white barbecue sauce. I was not an S fan, but I'm also from Memphis, so I'm gonna say most barbecue is not as great as Memphis, no matter what. But I heard yeah. Saul's barbecue is good. You should try that. In addition to that, be a big fat ass today and enjoy both.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll try. I actually don't have my car, so I may uh, I don't know if if maybe I can get them to deliver, or I don't know if if I'm gonna take an Uber. Yeah. You know, just to go get some food, but. You know, I mean, I've done fatter things before, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, um, we'll get to the details of what's the, the most fat-ass thing you've ever done in your, your life. That'll be the, <laughs> the intro. There's, there's a lot. That could be a whole, like, three weeks for us. Um, we'll, we'll talk about it later, though. But I want to close this out with thanks, um, Holt and Alex, for listening and talking. And thank you, uh, Holt's mom and Alex's girlfriend for listening. Um, we will probably have an, another episode next week, next Monday, hopefully. Um, but if you would like uh, to follow us every day, because we tweet some great stuff on Twitter, the Twitter sphere at SEC Slow Smoke. We usually tweet about the countdown to SEC football, great food, and just some other stupid things that we think is funny, but it's probably not. On SEC Slow Smoked at on Twitter and uh, also on Instagram now with. Uh, great, great pictures, uh, food, and football, but probably, probably no wiener picks. We're not, we're not there yet. We can't do wiener picks yet. So uh, follow us on Twitter at SEC, SEC, <laughs> so folks and Instagram. Say right what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, about it. <laughs>
1: yeah. You kind of just like threw me off there. I was, I was following you, and then like you just went somewhere, and I, I just, I didn't know.
0: Yeah, this is our first episode, so we we, we promised each other that we're gonna we're gonna mess up a little bit. So that's that was the mess up. That's we're good, we're good. We got our system, so we're good for next week. So um, we will see you all or listen to you all next week. Peace.